Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon. And this is your return of the Workplace Side Hugs. It's back. It's back. So what you guys have been used to for a little while here is more of our traditional workplace full frontal hug episodes where we talk about interesting things that we've read and really break it down at three different levels, since those topics are really a bit denser and require a more in-depth approach. But as a reminder, side hugs here, they're a little bit different. In these episodes, we're talking about questions we're grappling with, advice we wish we would have had, or workplace hacks, all again related to that workplace experience. Side hugs are short, sweet, and to the point to get you what you need, hopefully right when you need it. But we want you to know that no matter what kind of hug we're giving you here, the goal is still the same. We're trying to help all of us build our workplace toolkit with a whole lot of empathy, but without a whole new degree. So this week in our side hug episode, we are answering the question of how to gracefully quit a job. Rami, what's your first quick hot tip you got for us? So I think the word gracefully and quit, I think are important to keep together here because Mm -hmm. clearly it's how do you, how do you leave this place better than you, you went into it? It's the, it's the national parks thing of leave no trace, but, um, like enjoy yourself or something. I don't know. Oh, I love that. No, I I can see that. That makes a lot of sense. So my first piece of advice is I don't know that we need to say this but I'm gonna say it because I feel like with pieces of advice where you don't think you need to say it you should always say it so I'm going to say it and it's give two weeks give like two actual weeks count out 10 business days from the day that you're quitting and make that your last day yeah Yes, I totally agree with this. And though it may, though they may not take you up on it, right? They may say like, mm-hmm. no, we would like two months or no, we would like you to be gone today. Yep. It's graceful for you to extend two weeks. Yeah. And I think to, to Shannon's point, also be prepared for them not to want to give you two weeks, um, whether it's shorter or it's longer. But I think you have to start from the two week position and and know that you may have 10 minutes. I think great advice. Yeah. What's your, what's your first piece of advice? My first piece of advice on this topic is to act like you're going to see them again in what capacity you might not know, right? It might not be in a work capacity. You might end up on the same nonprofit board together someday. Your kids might go to the same school. You like who the heck knows, but I think it's really important to act as if you're going to see them again. So I like this a lot and I've got two examples that I will share. So the first one is a colleague of mine who I worked with um, that had worked at Amazon prior to working with me at uh, not Amazon. And um, she had said, when she was leaving to go back to Amazon, that boomeranging was a, a normal thing that people would leave Amazon, go do something else, and then boomerang return back to Amazon. Ooh. So I think the idea that that a boomerang could be in your future is important to keep in mind. Yes, I love that. I've never heard that phrase before, but I've boomeranged, right? I worked at Target. Uh-huh. I went to work for Unilever. <laughs> I boomeranged back to Target. No, I don't work at Target anymore. No matter what it is, like, even if it's not in a work capacity, again, just like, assume you're probably going to see them again and have to interact with them on some sort of a level, just to be safe. 
The other example or experience I'll give you is one of my old bosses who I really liked. So there's no fear of me having to burn that bridge. But um, I actually ended up working with him because he ended up working for a retailer. I ended up working with him now twice in two completely different places. Oh, my gosh. And so you just never you never know like who you're going to work with again that you may have worked with in the past. And I think it's really important to Shannon's point to to assume that you will interact with them in some way at some point. Yes. Yep. I've had people that literally we end up volunteering for the same nonprofit or I remember one of my former boss's assistants is also a foster parent and I'm a foster parent. And so like I had to lean on her a little bit through that journey or she leaned on me, whatever it is, just like leave on good terms. Mm -hmm. Rami, what is your next piece of advice on this topic? I think the idea of a like handoff document is always so interesting because your bosses who don't work really close with you will say, document everything, document everything, document all the things, document everything so that we have it. I've always found when I've been on boarded that I'll take like a cursory pass at what the person has left me. Mm-hmm. But usually it's like, okay, I need contacts contacts and context but process like i don't really care so much about like i'll just build my own process and so the approach and the advice i'm giving you is when you're building that handoff document rather than building process build context and explain why the process exists but i think more often than not my goal would be to hand the process off to someone whether that's um, for the short term as like a short term bandaid or a long term fix, but either way, set them up so that they can run the process themselves. Mm. I always think of like, if, if Shannon were to build an Excel document, right, and then hand off the process to me, I would probably look at the Excel document and say, cool, Shannon, I like how you built this, I'm gonna build it my own way. That way I know how to fix it if something goes wrong and I don't need to reach out to you if one of the formulas break, right? Because I think we all think about things differently. And so my advice is think about how one, what's the least amount of, what's the least amount of work that people need to put in to be dangerous to still have those conversations, Mm. but not need to go into the same depth maybe that you were managing to. And then two, how do you give enough context so that people, when they do step into it, actually have more of the color of the situation rather than the black and white with just the just the like ones and twos of how to get there. I love what you said about contacts and context. Like that is a nugget I have never heard before and is so helpful to think about how you structure the graceful exit, so to speak. And I'm thinking right now about a client I'm working with who's putting a lot of pressure on herself as she's preparing to exit her role of Mm -hmm. of like, I have to do all these things. And like, all these people are counting on me. P.S. She works for, you know, like a a multi-thousand person organization. Um, And so how do we just be a little bit kinder on ourselves? And again, go back to what Rami just said of like, do you have the contacts? And do you have the context? Because yeah, I'm wildly independent too. When somebody tells me how to do something on the process, eventually I'm probably going to want to make it my own. 
Uh, so making sure that you're not just covering the process or really, frankly, from what you said, maybe not prioritizing it so much at all and make sure that you're covering those two C's. That's a gem, Rami. I love that. What do you got, Shannon? Uh, my last one here is to express appreciation. It kind of ties back into the first thing I said about like, act like you're going to see them again. But how do you just, no matter all the crappy things that this boss may have done to you or these peers may have done to you or whatever, find the nuggets that you can appreciate and express those to them and let that be the final thing that they remember you ever saying them to them is something about them that you really loved. Yeah, I really, really like this one. Um, in my most recent transition, the last thing that I did was actually, it's very hard to, when you work remotely, to like deliver handwritten notes. I think if you have the ability to, I think you should, um, especially with the context of a thank you note at the mm -hmm. end. I think if you don't have that ability, send it as an email and include your personal email on there so that if they do want to or choose to respond to you, you can still get the email. But my the order of events for me was I sent my email, like my thanks for everything email to like the, the broad team. Yep. And then after that, I had all of my individual emails queued up to send. And those were the last thing. So the last thing that anybody was going to get from me was a personal note of thank you. Mm. And I think there's something really important with what Shannon's saying is like, that's the last glimpse that they have of you in that professional setting. Yeah. And so if the last thing they remember is that person showing thanks, like sincere and genuine thank you, I think that's what'll, what'll stay in people's minds. Yes, yes. All right, so we're going to stick to our promise and keep these short and sweet and hopefully impactful. Um, with that, I hope you really appreciated this new first round of Workplace Side Hugs episodes that we'll be sharing with you. We'd love for you to share more about your experiences with us on gracefully quitting a job and any advice you have. You can check us out on Instagram at Workplace Hugs. With that, I've been Shannon. And I've been Rami. Thanks for listening.